uh, today the message is I've, I've, I've entirely in the zone sounds like one of those trendy vicar things but uh, hopefully it all uh, <laughs> made sense um, and the question is I mean, uh, are you in the zone mm-hmm. so that's my, my question for you don't have to put your hands up it's not a quiz but there are um, there are a lot of jo- uh, a lot of zones that you can join or access. You know, there's uh, parking zones. I'm sure <laughs> a few of us know about them. Uh, fan zones, sports zones, all these various zones. But the zone that's the most invite the most inviting zone for everyone, I think, is the comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And I've got to be honest. I like being in the comfort zone. Um, that's why it's called the comfort zone. Mm-hmm. It's called that because it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes, though, it's good to step out of uh, of, of the comfort uh, of that uh, comfort zone because you see, so much in life is geared up to keep all of us in the comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't believe the stuff now. Probably more than ever. You know, I can remember a long time ago when I got my first TV mm-hmm. with a remote control wow <laughs> I'd arrived <laughs> yeah. I'd, uh, so I could lie or sit there on my sofa mm-hmm. with my remote control and I could control the four channels mm-hmm. <laughs> we had yeah. on the TV <laughs> I'm not joking. Four channels. And uh, it was, and it was a colour TV. I mean, oh this wow! Was, this was living. Wow! This was the screen was about that big, but this was living the life. And I remember my um, my cousin and his wife came to visit, and he didn't know I got this remote TV. And so we were sat there, and I was sat down this remote down by the side of me in the chair, and I changed the channel over. <laughs> and he looked at us and said. I said, just bang your foot. And, it, and he did, and I changed it back. <laughs> I said, I said, I said, I said, it's the telly. I said, it does it. I had him all weekend. <laughs> I had him stamping his feet. You know, like, it's not working, though, change it. Go, oh, it's all right. And sit down, change it back. Constantly. And uh, I, thought, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, we, we almost fell out. But uh, eventually I showed him, and he was like, oh, what's this? All was forgiven. Couldn't couldn't prize him from his hand for the rest for the rest of the day. And then even thinking about you know uh, the some of us who drive for a living, some of us you know love cars. Some of you probably hate cars. Couldn't care less about cars. Mm-hmm. You know, but the cars you get today, okay? This is some of them. What they come with: air conditioning, mm-hmm. electric windows, mm-hmm. electric seats, heated seats, automatic transmission. Radio, CD player, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth connectivity, cruise control, parking sensors, impact warning, warning lights for the oil, the tyres, the lights. Uh, mine even reminds me to take my mobile phone when I leave the car. Yeah. <laughs> um, it reminds you that the door's open, the boot's open, the bonnet's open. All to keep you in your company. You don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. One of the days when you had your little tyre pressure, you had to put your thing on and... The car tells you. Mm-hmm. It tells you when the oil needs changing, when it needs servicing. It's all designed to keep you in the comfort zone. Mm-hmm. There's some cars that even tell you that you're going to fall asleep when you're on the motorway. Mm-hmm. And it will warn you and wake you up mm-hmm. so that you don't drift <laughs> up to the hard shot. I mean, wow. it, it monitors your eyes. Mm-hmm. 
It's crazy. And then there's home. Mm. You women have got it so easy. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so you know, what washing machines, dishwashers, Siri, mm-hmm. you can tell it, turn the oven on, mm-hmm. do the t- 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 time this, give me 10 minutes on this, do the, you know, and it talks back. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't want one. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't want Siri to talk. My son's got one. Mm-hmm. He's like, Siri, 10 minutes. And he says, 10 minutes are up, turn the, whatever. Um, you can put your heating on from your mobile phone. Mm-hmm. You can turn the oven on from your mobile phone. Those of you who are a lot more technological than what I am, mm-hmm. which is probably everybody in the room, um, you can do all these things. There's the information that is on your phone. Mm. You know, you can't remember something. You can't remember a film or an actor or this or that. What, what, what does everyone say? Google. Oh, hello. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> That's the phrase. Google it. Mm. Everything is available. You can, you, you can have it all. Um, mobile phones. The stuff that you can have. My granddaughter is just at the back there. Before she was 14 months old, give her a mobile phone. She'll switch it on. She knows what to do. She's walking, she's walking around. Hello? 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 I can't imagine who she got it from, her mother. <laughs> but 14 months old, already getting familiar. Now she, she'll switch it. I've got her face as a screensaver on mine. She gets my phone, turns it on, and she's like... She's kissing herself. <laughs> <laughs> the Spencers are very vain. <laughs> but you know, the chairs you can have now mm-hmm. that recline, they've got cup holders, they're heated, they'll, they'll even help you get up out of them. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can live in your chair. Mm-hmm. You don't even need a bed anymore. Mm-hmm. With your TV and your four channels and your remote control. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but today, um, those of you visiting with us today, um, thanks for coming. You made a decision this morning to get out of your comfort zone and come to church. Mm. It was a good decision. Mm. Welcome, you know, uh, because I'm sure it would. You know, I'm sure there were plenty of things you could have done this morning. Mm. Lots of stuff. And there's my little pudding. Just, uh, I'm hoping she's going to be quiet. We may, uh, we may have to drag her out screaming, but there you go. But you know. Today, though, I think there are a lot of great biblical uh, illustrations of, of people who came out of their comfort zone. Mm. And um, the first I'm going to look at today was Simon Peter, or mm. Paul Peter, mm-hmm. uh, which was one of the first disciples. Mm-hmm. He was impulsive, mm-hmm. he was rash, a bit of a rough diamond, he was a rough, tough fisherman, mm-hmm. and um, he was challenged by Jesus to step out of his comfort zone mm-hmm. and really from their first meeting and then on more than one occasion uh, occasion, he had to make a decision do I stay where I am in the comfort zone or do I make a decision to step out of it mm-hmm. where life might get a bit uncomfortable mm-hmm. so if you have a bible mm-hmm. or you sat next to someone who has turn to the book of Luke chapter 5 and we'll begin in verse 1 come on Right. How are we doing? I don't want to keep you here till Sunday dinner. No, you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. The, the chicken won't burn. <laughs> okay, so in Luke uh, chapter 5, beginning verse 1. One day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret with the people crowding around him and listening to the word of God, he saw at the water's edge two boats left there, left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonged to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from the shore. 
And then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, uh, or Peter, uh, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both the boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And, was so, uh, and so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid, from now on you will catch men. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. Mm. I mean, this would, you know, Jesus just said to the, he, he, he just said, Come and follow me. I'm going to make you fishers of men. That was a challenging thing in those days. 2,000 years ago, you know, you live like meal to meal. You know, if you ate that day, you were doing well. Mm-hmm. That's what life was like. It's not like us, you know, oh, shall I eat there? Shall I eat here? Shall I do this? I mean, we, you know, we throw food away in the West. We just, you know, the, 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 the way we disregard it. For them, it was life and death. Mm-hmm. These guys, they, they, they know how to fish. And he's saying, leave that. The biggest catch you've probably ever had, leave that and come with me. Mm-hmm. Not knowing where they were going to sleep, what they were going to do. It wasn't like they said, oh, well, um, let me sort this out, let me do that. They were being, or, you know, asked, leave everything. Mm-hmm. Forget the fish, forget the boats. It'll be fun, just come with me. And they stepped out of their comfort zone. And Jesus, he didn't have, uh, he, he didn't have to beg them to do that. Mm-hmm. And there's another interaction a bit, la- a bit later on. If you go to the book of Matthew, which is one of the which is one of the really famous uh, passages mm-hmm. in Matthew 14, beginning in verse 22. And again, we're uh, in boats. Camera, camera, just trying to not distract me here. <laughs> anyway, I'll begin reading in, in verse 22. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowd. After he dismissed them, he went up on a mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves, because the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. The fourth watch is probably somewhere around 3 a.m. in the morning. It's, it's very early morning, still dark. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came towards Jesus. When he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink and cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? This passage here, Peter gets quite a b- bad press over this. Because, yeah. first, number one, he's, the guy's walking on water. Mm-hmm. That's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. But then he, t- he takes his eyes off Jesus. And people think, oh, Peter, you know, because Jesus said to him, you have little faith. Mm-hmm. 
But remember, there were 11 guys who stayed in the boat. Mm-hmm. They never even got out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can, you can look at Peter and say, oh, yeah, he began to sink. It's still really impressive. Mm-hmm. And we got distracted by the wind and the waves, and it, it was a problem. See, and the thing, this was a real moment where Peter stepped out of his comfort zone. Peter was a fisherman. You know what fishermen know about? They know about boats, nets, fish, the weather, and water. Mm-hmm. They know all about them. Mm-hmm. That's their job. They know, they know everything. Does anyone here sail or know much about sailing? No. No, I thought not. That's where we, we live in Wolverhampton. It's a long way. <laughs> <laughs> We're not known for our sailors. In no, the no. No. I mean, I, I, I lived on, on the coast for a few years uh, some time ago, and I knew people who sailed boats, mm-hmm. and they went sailing. You know what you do? You never get out of the boat. Mm-hmm. Rule number one, don't get in the water. Mm-hmm. You know, you stay in the boat where it's safe. Mm-hmm. But Peter feels his challenge, and he says, he said, right, you know, I'm going to step out of my comfort zone. Can you imagine that first step? You've got these rough seas, and Jesus is stood there, and he says, no, come, come on. And you, you, the other disciple thought, well, what is he doing? Mm-hmm. Puts his leg over the boat and steps onto the water. Doesn't sink, steps onto the water. Then his other foot comes out. Then he starts walking. And then he starts seeing the problems all around him. You see, everyone in this room will be like Peter you know there are times when you think what am I doing what on earth am I doing mm-hmm. you know and particularly when the storms come mm-hmm. and that's the time when we can get distracted and take our eyes off Jesus mm-hmm. and we don't look at Jesus we only look at the storm that's brewing and I think most of us have been through challenges but Peter it began to over- overwhelm me you know and you can be taken out of your comfort zone really quickly and all the gadgets in the world they're not, they're not going to be any good to you, you know, my, the remote controls all the money in the world all the things you have there's a, I won't have to just put your hands up say someone here suffers with something to, say uh, I had a friend migraines okay? mm. has anyone ever had a migraine yeah. I'm, I'm lucky, I haven't mm. this friend of mine flashing lights nausea mm. it basically would go in a dark room for two days yeah. and not move mm. he'd find a position that was least painful mm. and then stay there mm. for like almost 48 hours mm. until it had passed mm. and he said to me he said I could I could be the richest man in the world he said mm. I can't enjoy anything when I'm when I'm when I'm going through this mm. you know there are some things in this world that gadgets won't fix right. You know, there are some things that, you know, whether it might be chronic pain or an illness, and, you know, we can get the best medical treatment, but there's some things that, you know, the medical, they can't fix it. You know, if you've got chronic arthritis or this or that, you know, and, you know, or whatever, or chronic pain, you wake up in the middle of the night, you know, crying because of the pain, and, you know, you need to get to sleep because you've got to go to work the next day. I mean, there's nothing will fix that. You know, all, all the stuff in the world. The only thing that can fix those things is having, you know, faith in God mm. and faith in Jesus mm. and trusting in Him. You see, this passage where Jesus walks on water, what a lot of people forget is Jesus was going through his own challenges at this time. Mm. It was only a few days previous, mm. his cousin John the Baptist had been beheaded yeah. by Herod. Jesus didn't have anyone to go. The, the twelve they weren't there to comfort Jesus. Probably one of the reasons he went off on the mountain by himself to pray 
and to get some solitude, he was going through his own challenges. Mm-hmm. He was, in some ways, out of his out of his comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You know, suddenly he knew what his mission was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He knew he knew what was at the end of the road for himself. Mm-hmm. But seeing his own cousin murdered, mm-hmm. that must have, in many ways, thought this is real. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, we're not. Herod's not fooling. They, they're not playing games here. Mm-hmm. This is serious, and mm-hmm. this is this is a big thing, mm-hmm. and that would have been a uh, for Jesus. He had to, he had to face those things mm-hmm. and face them alone. Mm-hmm. You know what Jesus did have though was the relationship with the Father. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to look at another passage now with Peter. Say, Peter, like us in this room, he was fallible. He was flawed, and so are we. You know, none of us is per- is perfect. If we're perfect, we wouldn't need Jesus. Mm. If we're perfect, we wouldn't need anything. Mm. But we're not. Yeah. You know, and some of us may relate to some of this. Some of us may not. But just turning your Bibles to the Book of Luke, and it would look at Luke twenty-two. Mm-hmm. I'll get there any minute, any minute now. <laughs> I put markers in my Bible and they're not working. <laughs> Try to make it quick. Mm-hmm. Here we go. <clears throat> in Luke 22, we're going to read a, a couple of passages. We're going to begin in verse 31 to 34. And this is Jesus speaking again to, to Pete, Simon Peter. He calls him Simon in this. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. But I've prayed for you, Simon that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. But he replied, Lord, I'm ready to go with you to prison and to death. Jesus answered, I tell you, Peter, before the rooster crows today, you will deny me. You will deny three times that you even know me. And then further on, Jesus gets arrested and then we'll, we'll move on to verse uh, 54 so Jesus has now been arrested the disciples are sort of scattered but sort of hanging around and then in verse 54 then seizing him they led him away I took him into the house of the high priest Peter followed at a distance but when they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and had sat down together Peter sat down with them the servant girl saw him seated there in the firelight. She looked closely at him and said, This man was with him. But he denied it. Woman, I don't know him, he said. A little later, someone else saw him and said, you also one of them. Man, I'm not, Peter replied. About an hour later, another asserted, Certainly, this fellow was with him for he's a, a Galilean. Peter replied, Man, I don't know what you're talking about. Just as he was speaking, the rooster crowed. The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered the words that the Lord had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows today, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Mm -hmm. You see, Peter, being who he was, probably a bit rash when he said to Jesus, Lord... Whatever happens to you, I'm with you. If it means death, it means death. And then, suddenly, Jesus gets arrested, and, and that then becomes a reality. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see the soldiers and the swords are clanking, and this, that, and the other, 
then reality hits you full in the face. You know, and we can very quickly get out of our comfort zones as well. We'd be pushed out of the com- our comfort zones. You know, talking about cars, when cars have got everything. They have fantastic things. But you know what? I drive about 40,000 miles a year. And things can go wrong with your cars. If anybody ever broke down on the motorway in the middle of the night, in the rain, you know, and, <laughs> and you've got... No coat, no umbrella, no nothing, and you're on the hard shoulder, and lorries are going past at 70 miles an hour, oh. and you're thinking, you're mobile, you've left your mobile phone at home, and you're thinking, I've got a half a mile walk up there to the nearest phone. Mm. You know what? You're outside your comfort zone. Mm. Believe me, and you will feel it. Mm. Good time, to, if you don't pray, it's a good time to start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just a word of advice. Mm. We see Jesus, you know, proclaiming his, his loyalty, then possibly now we've seen I could be following into the cross here mm-hmm. do I lie mm-hmm. or do I live mm-hmm. and that was going through his mind I mean how, how do we do when we're faced with mm-hmm. dilemmas mm-hmm. do I do the right thing or the wrong thing I've, many a time I've done the wrong thing mm-hmm. many, you, luckily I've got Sybil who pulls me up mm-hmm. and uh, she'll say why are you thinking this way you know and even if you're not a Christian and you think even looking at the Bible or the fact that you're here today, who knows if you're interested? It comes at a price. Mm. Become a Christian. Mm. It's not about let's go and visit church or let me go to church because that's what you do on a Sunday or whatever. Being a Christian and going to church isn't necessarily the same thing. Being a Christian is is basically saying I'm prepared to follow Christ. Mm-hmm. That's a challenge because that's what Peter said. I'll follow you anywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until, <laughs> until push came to shove, mm-hmm. you know, and it's same the same for us as Christians. We say, "I'm going to follow Jesus," but we prayerfully will never get tested to that point. But really, the following him today should be no different than following yeah. him, him then. You know, we saw it even on the program about mm-hmm. some persecution that Christians mm-hmm. are facing. And I know there are some countries in the world where they do face serious persecution, mm-hmm. yet they still continue to meet together and live as, as Christians, mm-hmm. even under threat of death. Mm-hmm. I have so much admiration for those people. Mm-hmm. This country is so safe mm-hmm. for all faiths. Mm-hmm. You know, you can pretty much go on the streets and, and preach and this and that and the other. Mm-hmm. You don't get arrested, you don't get beaten up. You, don't, you know, we're very, very fortunate. Mm-hmm. But becoming a Christian, it comes at a price. Yeah. You know, Sybil and I, we've had opportunity. We became a Christian, we made some decisions in our life. We could have decided, no, we don't want to do that. What we want to do, we want to pursue money yeah. and careers yeah. and just go for it, you know. Just all out. Yeah. Let's go push, push, push. Nasty pieces of work. Let's get that next job. Let's get that next promotion. Let's get that next salary hike and let's do this. And we maybe could have done that. I'm not saying we do, but we had the opportunity. But we decided that's not how we wanted to live. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think making a career or anything else, make that your God, and it, that will come at a cost as well. Mm-hmm. For sure, mm-hmm. it will come at a cost. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, many years ago, we were fairly young Christians at the time, and I had a job where I had to work alternate weekends. Which made Sundays really tricky for coming to church. Mm-hmm. So what I offered to do was the most miserable shifts 
so that I could always have Sunday morning off mm. and be at church. Mm. So I always got the Saturday night shift, which nobody wanted, because mm. everybody wanted to go out Saturday nights, and mm. I would work from 2 till 10 on a Saturday afternoon and evening. Mm. And I, I never had any problem with that, because I'd say, uh, oh, um, you, you're, you're off Sunday, you're... I'll do if I do your uh, if uh, I'll do your Saturday. Mm. If you'll do my oh yeah, no mm. problem. Mm. So they could go out. They could go out Saturday night. Mm. And so and I did that for three years, mm. just so that I could always make make it to church and be around uh, be around the disciples. Mm. I'm not saying it's wrong to have a good career. No, the Bible you know the Bible even said said work as if you're working for the Lord. Mm. You know, do your best, try hard. Mm. You know. That, that's that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Mm. But remember what the priorities are. Mm. Remember, it's God first, yeah. and then it's the career, and then it's this, and then it's that. And because we're still trying to get this thing, or oh, if I could only get that house, I'll be comfortable. Or oh, if I could only get that patio built, mm-hmm. if I could only, 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 if I could only get this furniture, or this new bedroom, or this new bathroom suite, or whatever, that will make me happy. Mm. It will. For a while, mm. because it always does. Every time I get a new car, anybody who's bought a new car, you're on that door. <laughs> Whoa, smell that! Yes, new car smell. Slam that door, and you know, no sick from the babies on the back seat. <laughs> no crisp packets shoved down the side yeah. in the pockets. Yeah. You think this is whoa, this is it? Mm. Wonderful. Mm. Doesn't last forever. Mm. It lasts a while, and it's lovely for a while. Mm. And everything is just like if you move into a, into a new house or whatever. Say, wow, look at all the you know anybody who's lived in a pokey flat, they moved to a big like oh, look yeah. at all this space. Mm-hmm. And then you wonder how come it's full? Mm-hmm. I, I was only in a little flat, now it's full again. Yeah. And, and then you get used to it, mm-hmm. and it becomes the norm, and it becomes you know, and these things happen. The, the beauty about a relationship with God is, it stays fresh. Yeah. It, 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 it doesn't really tarnish mm. you know it's, you should never really get used to it what I'm going to do we're going to look at a final scripture and it's in the book of John All right. and this is Peter's messed up right mm-hmm. Jesus said you know you're going to disown me he knew exactly what he was going to do and Peter did exactly what he said he would do after that Jesus is crucified Jesus is murdered buried in the tomb three days later he rises from the dead gets back with the disciples Mm. the greatest miracle ever has happened Mm. Jesus dies on the cross so that we can be free of sin that's why he did didn't do it for his own sin he did it for our sin Mm. everybody who's ever walked the earth Mm. that's who Jesus did it for and then in uh, in the book of John John 21 verse 15 and it's called Jesus reinstates Peter the great thing about this is that Jesus doesn't hold a grudge but Jesus he doesn't back away from holding your sin up to you, up, up to you so you can see it. He said, when they were finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. Then the third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Peter asked him the third time. Just to make the point, Peter denied Jesus three times. Mm. So I think he's just making the point. 
that it was the third time. Mm. Jesus said, feed my sheep. I tell you the truth. When you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you were old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else would dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, this is a great line, follow me. The same thing he said those three years earlier when when, when he was... Uh, a, a simple fisherman. Mm. Peter had learned something over this period. Mm. He was a changed man. He was different. Mm. He was a lot wiser. But he said he was going to be led where he didn't want to go. He was going to be led to the cross, ultimately. Mm. That's where what Jesus was going to do. He was going to be sacrificed at some point in the future. But he isn't going to be denying Jesus anymore. Mm. You know, he's definitely changed. And I think for us, are we ready to step out of the comfort zone, whether we're Christians or not Christians or visit or whatever, are we prepared to step out of the comfort zone? Are we ready to make Jesus Lord of our lives? Mm. You know, when we became Christians, we made that pledge, Jesus is Lord. It can get diluted over time. Mm. We can get distracted yeah. with the problems and the troubles of the world. Mm. You see... My sermon today, you all say, the was just thinking, oh, this is nothing but bad news. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible. Mm-hmm. All it is is, I'm, you know, I'm not worthy of this and I've got to step out of the comfort zone and, you know, what's in it for me? Mm-hmm. It, it isn't all bad news. Mm. Come on, you know, boy. there is sacrifice, mm-hmm. but there's good news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's great news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, God loves you more than you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And he does want you to have a great life yeah. here on earth. Yeah. But also he says, I want you to have a great eternal life. Yeah. I can't even get my head around eternity. No. You know, sometimes I look back on my, how many is it, 66 years? Wow. And I, think, I can remember my first day at school. Mm. I bet most of you here could probably remember that first day at school. Mm. However old you are, you know, whether, whether you're 21 or you're 61 or 71. You know, you can remember anything. <laughs> Where I think, where did those sixty-five years go? <laughs> with sixty odd years, it's like it's gone, mm-hmm. you know. And here I'm now, you know, with six children, seven grandchildren, and I'm thinking, how did that happen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember when I was a young lad in my twenties, you know, got my whole life ahead of me, not even thinking about children, mm-hmm. not even thinking about anything, mm-hmm. just thinking about me. It goes so fast, mm-hmm. and God's saying, you can have eternity. Mm-hmm. You know, I think um, the things that I've found making that decision to become a Christian, Sybil and I, we've been married almost 29 years now. Mm. We've both, been, we both been, had previous disastrous relationships, mm. many of them. Mm. M- me more so because I was just so handsome. And <laughs> oh, God. But we did, we, 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 did we, we made so many mistakes. And the fact that we're together, and we've said, we say to each other all the time, if we weren't Christians, we wouldn't be here today, mm. married. No way. Mm. Because I, we were so messed up and mm. so sinful and, and, and it gave us so much more confidence mm. Sybil has some confidence in me but the real com- confidence comes from she knows I'll try and do what's right as far as God's concerned yeah. mm. so she can trust me because mm. when we were first together we had no trust for each other mm. because we were in such a, we were in such a mess mm. you know it's given me great friendships mm. over, over this almost 29 years as well some fanta- friendships that have lasted the whole 29 years and I'm still close to mm. you know uh, and it's been amazing still got great friendships mm. and that's meant so much to me mm. and knowing that God loves me and he's always going to be with me and he'll walk with me every day as well 
And to know that Jesus was prepared to give up his life for me mm. makes me realize how valuable I am, how valuable every one yeah. of you is. Yeah. You, may, you may be here today thinking, I'm nothing, I'm nobody. You're somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus died on a cross. God allowed him to die. That's how, how much of a somebody you are. Mm. Would, you, would you sacrifice one of your children for me? Mm. Or for anybody else in this room? I don't think so. Mm. But God, God did that. That's how much he cares. Mm. The other thing is God doesn't treat me as my sins deserve. That's right. You know, he's gracious towards me. He's yeah. forgiven me. Yeah. You know, when I deserve this punishment, mm. I don't get that punishment. Mm. You know, you, you, you may, you may, anybody in this room, you may have something that you've done in your past that no one knows about but you. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Mm-hmm. And all your life you felt ashamed. Oh, I wish, mm-hmm. why did I ever? Haunt you in the middle. Who knows? Maybe not. Maybe you've never done that. God knows about it. Mm-hmm. But you know what? You become a Christian, he forgives it as well. Mm-hmm. There's nothing better than feeling yeah. forgiven. Mm-hmm. That's a great thing. Mm-hmm. There's nothing better even within our marriage when, you know, I've messed, been an idiot. Mm-hmm. It can happen occasionally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and some will say, I forgive you. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and just being forgiven is such mm-hmm. a great thing. Mm-hmm. I was the most unforgiving person that I knew. Mm-hmm. Anybody crossed me up, I would never want to forgive them, ever. I think I'll, I'll, I will burn in hell before I've, and I would have done. Mm. <laughs> but being, becoming a Christian helped me change yeah. those things. Yeah. That's great news. Yeah. Because the great thing about being prepared to forgive people mm. is it frees you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I never ever understood till I did it. Mm. Once I forgave people, it was like I had this huge weight lifted mm. from my shoulders. Mm. I thought, wow. You know, I don't have to go around thinking hateful thoughts and mm-hmm. bitterness and anger, particularly about people who probably couldn't care anyway. Mm-hmm. And it, it was so freeing. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think just by faith and, and faith in Jesus Christ, one day, you know, you want you like the comfort zone. There's a comfort zone waiting for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's called heaven. Mm-hmm. And that's a fantastic comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Much better than anyone you'll ever have here. Because mm-hmm. there's no tears, there's no pain, there's no death, there's no illness, there's no hunger, mm-hmm. there's no thirst. And it goes on forever. Mm-hmm. An eternity with God. And you'll be surrounded by God's love forever. Mm-hmm. It's not all bad news. Mm-hmm. It is challenging news because, like you, I like the comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And to step out is a challenge. It was funny, like uh, yesterday, just going in, in, into Wolverhampton, inviting people along to church. Mm. And uh, I was, with, I spent a bit of time with Roland. Mm. Roland's, I don't know me, Derek. Roland's a demon. Mm. <laughs> if a bus stopped, he'd invite you to church. <laughs> he's like, nobody got past him. He's like, you know, he's the ultimate goalie yeah. in, uh, in, in inviting people to church. He's just like, oh, I'll ask this fella. Oh, I'll just ask this fella. And I'm still going, oh, shall I ask him or no? <laughs> oh, oh, I don't like the look of him. I'm <laughs> <laughs> a, a bit rough. <laughs> oh, he won't be interested. I've already made my mind up. So he's, I was stepping outside, you know, when I asked a few people. And for me, it's outside my comfort zone. But it was great. You know, we all met up. We had a chat with each other. As I say, well, if that's for me, I'm busy. <laughs> Honestly, it was, it was like an inspiration. Yeah. It was great to watch. But that's what it is. Make a decision today. You know, I'm not saying jump into the water. But think about, I'm very comfortable here. Let me just step out 
and give it a little try. Mm. And let me test the water mm. before I put the other foot out of the boat. But, for, you know, just move a little bit out of your comfort zone yeah. and find out a bit more about what God wants for your life. Mm. But listen, thank you for your, uh, uh, being attentive. Thank mm. you for uh, not booing me. I'm going to appreciate it. Remember, though, God loves all of us. Yeah. Amen.